Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the unkempt Louis Fox. That's right. Really? I'm unkempt? I, A I little di- bit. I dyed my hair? Yeah, I guess that if you dye your hair, you're not an unkempt person. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was unkempt, but it's unkempt. Is it? Like Sean yeah. Kempt? Uh, no, not like Sean Kempt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you dye your hair? Yeah, we've talked about I do not all the time. I do it probably every third haircut. When do you when did you start dyeing your hair? It was uh during the pandemic. Oh really? Yeah, that when I was living at your house, I would like dye my hair for like months and you didn't notice. <laughs> until, yeah, I uh... <laughs> until I mentioned it. And then you're like, oh yeah, it does and then you go, it's too dark. I was like <laughs> Yeah. Looks unnatural. <laughs> It was, it was funny because, like, I don't know if I've ever told said this on the podcast, but, like, back in the day when I just started getting gray hair, like, I was just getting gray hairs in my beard, I would pull them individually. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then people would come up and they go say, do you dye your beard? And I was like, that totally defeats the purpose. I spent, all like, three hours pulling every individual gray hair so it doesn't, I don't look gray. And then all of a sudden, everyone thinks I dye my hair, which is worse. <laughs> well, what's the old wives' tale that for everyone you pull, three more grow back in? No, see, Erica tells me that because I like, you know, I get crazy eyebrow hairs and sometimes I'll pull them and she's like, they're not going to grow back if you pull them. So I don't know what what the truth is here. You get eyebrows, they don't, they don't come back. Beard. Oh, they don't. Three more grays come in. Oh, it's okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you look good, Louie, you know, and, uh, you know, some days you should just put in you know, a different color for the gray, maybe like just find the gray and put in like a little pink or a little oh, yeah. uh, blue, do, do a little, little blue. I think I might. Yeah. I'm down. Why not? Yeah. yeah. You work for yourself. Your boss is not going to get mad. <laughs> we have a strict dress code over here at Louis Fox LLC. <laughs> All right, Louis, let's get to the news stories. Let's do it. get to some weird stuff this story comes from jalopnik.com that's a news source more reliable than blaming election fraud on ghosts uh well i'm sure trump tried that <laughs> all these dead people <laughs> were that's not what they did they were like they, all these dead people voted and they're, they're that like, was their argument <laughs> but they're like no not people using the identities of dead people actual dead people. actual dead people <laughs> Uh, and by the way, Jalopnik, it sort of look, if you're going to look at this site, it looks like JLo and pink put together, but with pink misspelled. Yes. So it goes, Texas man blames mischievous child ghost for pushing a shopping cart into his Mustang. Cause how are you going to have a claim against the, the grocery store now? If you say a ghost did it. Yeah, it's true. Dealing with the living can be hard enough, but the dead can still cause their fair share of problems. In Texas, for example, a mischievous child ghost recently pushed a a shopping cart into a Ford Mustang, causing tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage, and the owner only has himself to blame. What kind of crazy strength does this ghost have that's like, if it's causing tens of thousands of dollars worth of damages, they're like... Oh, he pushed the shopping cart into my car and he 
took his pocket knife and cut up my leather seats. <laughs> and he charged my credit card. He bought all some Fruit Loops. He bought some Gerber baby food. And Booberry. <laughs> and, and some Booberry. Like, what's the deal with this kid, man? He's wrecking my life. <laughs> how much damage can a shopping cart, how does is, how is a shopping cart do $10,000 worth of damage? Tens of thousands. The kid pick it up and like smash the window with it, like <laughs> like WWE style. Yeah, he's, he's like, he chopped up the, go- the the shopping cart and put it in my gas tank and that led to <laughs> engine wear. <laughs> Fox News reports that Kobe Todd had, was headed home for from his job at a local supermarket when he had what can only be described as a supernatural encounter. A ghost grabbed the shopping cart that had been sitting in the parking lot and pushed it into Todd's recently purchased Ford Mustang. Since there was no wind that day and no one else around to push the previously stationary cart, there really is no other explanation. Said Todd, standing on a, the hill that the parking lot's on. <laughs> The only explanation is a ghost. <laughs> it's, I, I like how he works at the supermarket too. So, I mean, I guess he must be working at Whole Foods, man. I mean, you gotta be like, who's driving a $30,000 Ford Mustang and works at a shopping, you know, supermarket. And how did this, this shopping cart, if it's tens of thousands of dollars worth of damages, that's like an insurance total of the car. Yeah, right? The day before, Todd admits he had gone ghost hunting at a house in a nearby town where he was there. While he was there, he sensed a little boy ghost that had that then followed him home. But Todd isn't mad. He reportedly wants to go back to the house to talk to the child spirit again. Well, the child spirit wouldn't be at the house. It followed you home. They attached to people is what I've learned. Yeah, he's like, hey, man, listen, I just need you to sign this saying that it was your fault. Could you just make a little video telling my insurance company that you, uh, you know, hate Ford Mustangs? Yeah. Who's your who's your ghost insurance? Because like our homeowner's <laughs> policies will cover this. <laughs> Unfortunately for Todd and his Mustang, the damage the child ghost did to his car is going to cost a small fortune to repair. Todd reportedly estimates it will take $25,000 to fix the dent in what appears to be the incredibly rare and valuable 2012 Mustang with a 3.7 liter V6. To make matters worse, he only recently bought the car, so he barely got to enjoy it before the mysterious spirit pushed his shopping cart into it. I think he's doing the play on words where he's like, a spirit did it, and really Todd was hammered. Yeah, and then there was an there's a update. They said that they miss... Uh, reported says that Todd believes his Mustang is worth $25,000. Not that the ghost did $25,000 worth of damage in the update. They're like, we're skeptical of that valuation. <laughs> yeah, they did write that, <laughs> but they're not sure skeptical some... about the ghost. <laughs> we're, ske- <laughs> we're skeptical about how much the car costs. We don't believe the ghost story. <laughs> the ghost sure. Totally happened. <laughs> I know. I like that's like the worst ghost, like scare ever. Like this ghost murders people. This ghost, you know, sexually abducts people. This ghost will just fuck your car up really bad with a shopping cart. I want that ghost. This one, this one finishes your homework and pays your taxes for you. This one walks my dog. <laughs> sure, some may question the validity of his story as well as the cost of the damage to what's probably at best a $15,000 car, <laughs> but we don't see any reason to doubt him. How else would a shopping cart start moving on its own and 
don't say a gust of wind came after he got into his car because that's even less believable than the mischievous child ghost. Well, well, well played, Jalopnik. I like Jalopnik's throwing some shade at Todd. <laughs> what do you think, Louie? You're a ghost believer. I don't think ghosts care. Like how? Well, I was gonna say I don't think parking lots are are haunted, but I know in Des Moines where I used to live, there are at least three shot three parking lots where people were killed so what, maybe it isn't in the movie ghost didn't the the main guy who like set up his him getting killed didn't he get killed in a parking lot yeah 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 parking lots are the most haunted places in america it's true man it's true more shit happens in parking lots than it does in houses <laughs> literally i was just at my uh post office box and there's literally a guy doing that in the parking lot <laughs> but that's the thing with ghosts is like if you're a fucking ghost like you're not wrecking Ford Mustangs with shopping carts. I'd be like off, like seeing who killed JFK or like going hanging out in area 51. Like that's where I'd be. Yeah. I would be doing cool stuff. I'd be hanging out with Diddy. I wouldn't be. Diddy's still alive, dude. Yeah. No, I would be hanging. If I was a ghost, I'd be seeing. Oh, you'd be hanging out with P Diddy. Yeah. That guy looks like he has fun. (laughs) All right. I like it. Yep. news part two this story comes from thecut.com that's a news source more reliable than jurassic jerky uh you don't think a little t-rex jerky would be good i like me a little uh dried t-rex you put it in your mouth wait is do you want to eat jerky of animals that eat meat or don't eat meat what is better don't eat meat. i don't think i've ever had jerky of an animal that eats meat like alligator i've had alligator jerky yeah yeah I think you want a grain, like a bigger animal. Gotcha. Okay. So story goes, I can't shut up about the woolly mammoth meatball. That's no one can. I mean, I had to text (laughs) you this at like two in the morning. (laughs) I hate to be the one to tell you this, but they made the woolly mammoth into a meatball. And what's worse, scientists are too scared to eat it. That's crazy. That'd be the first thing I would do is eat it. Yeah, you would probably want to know what it tastes like, but I get—I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, if you're bringing back stuff from the dead, you don't want to put it in your body. Do you remember when we were out? I, when we did Lincoln City, we went to that junk shop, and I bought a stalagmite just because I was curious what they tasted like. <laughs> I don't remember that, but yeah, that, that does not surprise me. That's on brand. <laughs> Last week, an Australian company debuted the world's first and God willing only meatball made with woolly mammoth. How exactly do you create a meatball from an animal that's been extinct for over 4,000 years? With patience, a point to prove, and the DNA sequence for woolly mammoth myogoblin. How do I pronounce that? Myogoblin? Globin? I think it's myogoblin. I should ask ask the scientist. (laughs) She'll be like, I'm I'm taking care of the baby, and you're asking me about myogoblin? The protein that gives meat its color, taste, and smell is Meogoblin. In partnership with the University of Queensland Institute for Bioengineering Cultured Meat Company, VOW, combined the mammoth Meogoblin with DNA from an African elephant, the woolly mammoth's closest living relative. Well, okay, so then this gets weird, this next sentence, because I don't know why they wouldn't use the uh, African elephant for the next part. They then inserted that DNA into sheep cells, which then multiplied into tens of millions of cells to become this behemoth of a meatball. Why wouldn't you? Okay, so why are we using a sheep? Why wouldn't you just keep using the elephant? 
because sheep is just like you know they just you see them everywhere there's so many sheep how many african elephants do you see just around but they already they already have one that they're getting <laughs> you look to. out into a field what are you more gladly to see it a sheep or an african elephant where do i live sheep are everywhere man <laughs> do, I, do i live on the savannah because... all continents have sheep you, even... even antarctica <laughs> those antarctic sheep are amazing <laughs> Of course, this presents more questions than answers. So here is a brief guide to a woolly mammoth meatball. I feel like we're reading the brochure that you would get at the uh, inside the package of the mammoth meatballs. Congratulations. You bought a woolly mammoth meatball. Here's what to expect. <laughs> the meatball was created as a commentary on the environmental impact of agriculture and presented as a representation of a, a viable alternative meat options. Okay, is that alternative meat? Is it? I when guess you, when you take two other meats and insert it into a third meat to grow it. <laughs> Animal agriculture accounts for an estimated fifteen percent of greenhouse gas emissions, with thirty percent of the Earth's land being used to raise farmed animals or grow the crops that feed them. Meat has also been known to cause brawls at the Golden Corral and give James your beautiful blunt scurvy. I don't. I don't understand any of that. What the hell? Who's Who's James, your beautiful blunt scurvy? Is James Blunt? Is that a person? Yeah, yeah that's a singer. He sings, You're beautiful. Oh, and he got scurvy from a golden corral? I, I don't know what from was. from a buffalo meatball or something. This is I feel like this is the journalistic equivalent of me in high school having to write a five hundred word essay and I'm like, uh, how do I pad these three sentences? Beyonce? <laughs> you know, like that Beyonce song where she goes, All my single ladies. <laughs> Put my stuff in a box on the left. Though animal DNA and cells were used in its creation, no animals were killed in the making of the meatball. I like what about the woolly mammoth that's extinct and they were all killed? We had to kill 17 animals to to create this DNA, but what you're eating, no animals in it. What did they do with the meatball? The mammoth meatball made its debut at the Nemo Science Museum in Amsterdam to an audience who probably licked their chops like, mmm, come to papa. While its exact dimensions weren't given, the meatball has been described as somewhere between a softball and a volleyball in size. Those are two different descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's uh, The people who were there said it was the size of uh, a pebble or a semi-truck. <laughs> somewhere one of those. Can we put a quarter next to it for... Uh... <laughs> to me, it looks like a small cantaloupe, says the person writing this article. Can you eat it? No, you may not. Scientists aren't sure how the human body would react to the 4,000-year-old meat. As the chief scientific officer for Vow told CNN, I've got no idea what the potential allergenicity might be of this particular protein. However, there is one person whose body may be able to handle the mammoth meatball. Love Dallin, a professor of evolutionary gen genomics at Stockholm University Center for Paleogenetics, who tried a small piece of frozen mammoth during an expedition in Siberia. Dallin told CNN he would love to try this. As for the rest of us, best to stick to crocodile. Okay, because that's the, the alternative. Hey, um, would you like some woolly mammoth? Uh, do you have crocodile? Uh, first of all, they said a bunch of words that I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> like genomics and paleogenetics and university uh, and university. Um, yeah. So, you know, because of global warming, a lot of the ice is thawing up in Siberia and they're finding a lot of these woolly mammoths because I think that's where the land bridge was yeah. uh, that a lot of them were on. And a lot of them are completely preserved 
and they have, you know, meat still on them. So I can see them carving the meat off like, you know, like a shawarma. <laughs> All right, here's what we need. <laughs> who's, got, who's got some pita bread? <laughs> some, some baba ganoush and some woolly mammoth. Uh, with the meatball, scientists at Val are hopeful that it will pave the way for other alternative sustainable meat products. However, this isn't the first prehistoric culinary stunt. In 2018, a different food startup used mastodon DNA to create gummy bears, swapping out the typically animal-based gelatin for lab-made substitute. Also, people have been trying to bring back the woolly mammoth for a few years, which, given its recent meatballification, now feels like a threat. Yeah, I, I would totally eat mastodon gummy bears. Uh, I can't imagine you would taste it, right? No, like but- it would give it a different flavor. I mean, they're just using it as the gel. You know, the thing it isn't gelatin. What keeps stuff together? Yeah, but they said it used. Um... Yeah, yeah. Gel like who knows? Who knows? Yeah, gelatin's like from like ground up horse and you know, it's like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think it's just used as like a bounding a binding substance. But it's one of those weird things where they're like, Oh, it's like this is like the gold schlager of meats, right? They're like, Oh, there's gold flecks in there. Yeah. There's there's mastodon in that gummy bear. The only apt consequence is to somehow bring back the recently extinct smooth handfish, a creature named for its human hand like fins and had the ability to walk on the ocean floor, just try to make a meatball out of that science. I didn't get that last thing, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, I've said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. We, Erica and I were supposed to go to like a woolly mammoth talk by someone, you know, who's working on, you know, uh, cloning it. And we uh, forgot about that. And we had to... <laughs> We paid money and we forgot about it. <laughs> you forgot to set your Google alert. And I was like, when, when's the woolly mammoth thing? Oh shit. It was like three weeks ago. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. So what do you think about this, Louie? I like that people are doing this. Just, I mean, but I wish it was more like I'm doing it because I can versus I'm doing it to show the world a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think let's, uh, let's try and, bring it back as opposed to like bringing it back to eat. I mean, that is classic human right there, right? Like, Oh, we not, not, we don't want to bring the woolly mammoth back to, to like, you know, bring back something that was long dead and maybe could be awesome to have around. We want to bring it back so that we can eat it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so why are you trying to get Jesus to come back to eat him? Yeah, we want to try it. We'd be good. I'm curious if actual Jesus tastes like those crackers they give me at church. <laughs> Dude, Jesus tastes like dodo bird, man. <laughs> why do we even? Why do we need to bring him back? Get the shroud of Turin, and we'll clone it. We'll cross it with, uh, you know, a Napoleon, and we'll grow it inside of a sheep, and then uh, we'll have a little baby Napoleon Jesus meatball. That we can eat. <laughs> meatball. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. <laughs> That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? Tonight, the 18th, when this comes out, you can catch me in Snohomish. I'm at like 
chuckles at Pilchuck or something like that. Sweet. Um, hit me up on the louisfox.com. I think there's a link to it on there. Nice. And then um, on Friday the 21st, I'll be seeing the Interrupters at some place venue with my family. And then uh, there's a nerd day at the ballpark with a bunch of magicians on Saturday. Nice. Yep. Where can they catch you? Uh, you can catch me. I'm actually going to be in Washington, Louis. I'm going to be out in uh, Kashmir, Washington, babysitting while Erica does some horse training for the whole week. Ooh. And then uh, on the 22nd, I got a corporate event in Seattle if they send the contract back. <laughs> uh, and then I'm headed out to the Royal Caribbean Grandeur of the Seas. Uh, out on the 24th i start out there flying out to saint thomas so if you're in the caribbean or cashmere or uh random corporate corporate event in mill creek hit me up we'll <laughs> hang it, out is that the uh at the uh mcminimins up there i have no idea where it's at <laughs> who knows who knows no one knows all right so folks if you come across a new story that you want to share with us and have us cover send it to info at oddnotbeat.com on that same website you can click on the patreon link and you can support us for just a couple bucks a month for just a couple bucks a month you can get postcards from the road you can get shout outs on the podcast matt will let you babysit his child oh yes i will Absolutely. You could also just give us a five-star review that does help out quite a bit. But folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird.